Nebraska Athletics Podcast, episode 27, here on a bye week, Thursday, November 11th, 2 o'clock here in North Stadium. Um, all right, Brian, so last week, uh, not the outcome that I think we or anyone else involved in Husker football was expecting. Um, Huskers drop a, um, kind of a last, I guess it wasn't the last drive of the game, but drop a game uh, they probably think they should have had. Um, yeah, bye week this week, and then back at home uh, next Saturday against Wisconsin. Um, three games to go in the regular season. Um, what I guess? What are you expecting to see, or what are you kind of getting made from? What do you think the coaches are hoping to see out of these last three games? Uh, two home games and a road game at Maryland. We got Wisconsin and Iowa at home, and then uh, Maryland squeeze in between that. Well, I think two wins so you can get yourself to a bowl game. That's the ultimate goal right now, and. Obviously, everybody knows that the season's not gone uh, according to plan, and you can talk all you want about if expectations were too high from the outside and the, the talk of winning the West and going to Indianapolis and perhaps challenging for Big Ten title. I think that was a, a little bit un, unrealistic for this year. However, I I did expect uh, more progress than the 4-5 and five record at this point, and I think the coaches would agree. So... Um, you know, Adrian Martinez came back after a month off and hadn't played that because of an injury and, quite frankly, looked like a player who hadn't played in a month. Uh, you saw some really good things out of him, and you saw some questionable decisions and some overthrows and those sorts of things. But obviously, as uh, Scott Frost says, that's not all on him. It's not all on the quarterback. But as we know, that's the position that gets uh, a lot of the blame in the games like those. But I thought in the fourth quarter he came back and he led a couple of go-ahead drives mm-hmm. and they got ahead and we thought, well, they're in good shape. But then, you know, the defense couldn't finish out, uh, especially the, the last drive of the game was uh, probably the most frustrating because Purdue's third-string walk-on quarterback was directing that and you'd think he'd at least get a stop from that. But... You know, that didn't happen. And then you go back to some things in the first half, and that's where I think Adrian was at his rustiest, if you will, was in that first half. And a couple of goal line stands by Purdue where Nebraska settled for a couple of field goals. So, you know, they had the same situations in the second half, and, and they ran the ball and, and got in there and, and scored. And, if you know, you think if you could have done that in the first half, you'd be in a lot better shape. And, you know, it's kind of funny and. You know, in what three of their losses now, Colorado and Indiana and, and Purdue, they get ahead, and you, it seems like they have a chance to really step on the opponent's throat mm-hmm. and, and run away with it, and they do something cute or silly and, you know, don't quite do it, and they let just to crack open the Pope for the opponent, and not only does the opponent you know, take advantage of that opportunity. It just, everything kind of comes in unraveled after that. It was 17 nothing at Colorado, and, uh, you, you know, I had a chance, I think, to go up uh, more than that. And obviously at Purdue, that game could have been 28-7 to or 28 to nothing at halftime, and it was 14-10 to or whatever it was. And uh, Indiana, too, is 14-3. to And uh, just, you, you think that if they can get one more drive or one more score or something in there and really extend that lead that the opponent starts to lose a little bit of life a little bit of hope and uh, but that's you know part of the learning learning process too Um, I guess that's kind of the saying you're never as bad as you you think you are you're never as good as you think you are and that's Mm -hmm. kind of what the situation is right now I think they're a better team than the four and five record indicates but 
also the record uh, it says that's what you are and that's what they are they're four and five right now and they are in desperate need of a couple wins to get to a bowl game yeah and not only just get, i mean i think the biggest thing to get to the bowl game is getting that extra practice time mm-hmm. um, i think it's been shown that this team needs that extra practice time especially with uh, some of the younger younger players on the team um getting those extra i don't know what does it usually work out to be about 20 practices or so that's a that's a big deal yeah um so yeah, um, like we said off this week, then uh, Wisconsin at home, um, and then at Maryland, and then back at home uh, day after Thanksgiving to host uh, Iowa. Um, Wisconsin, Wisconsin has Iowa this weekend, and you know the Badgers haven't won, and coming up on a month now either. You know they lost that inexplicable game to Illinois and had a bye week and last week after they lost to Ohio State after the Illinois game so it's been you know coming up on a month since they've won and you think that they could probably beat Iowa at home but if they don't they come into Lincoln with a three-game losing streak and they're out of the race in the West Division you kind of have to wonder about about their psyche too so that's kind of a big win uh, excuse me a big game it would be a big win if they could get it on Saturday against Iowa yeah and uh, that Wisconsin-Nebraska kickoff uh, team TV networks have exercised their uh, six-day window on there, so the game will be at. It's going to be on BTN, but it's either going to be an 11 a.m. or 2:30 kickoff. Um, that kickoff time should come out Sunday night or Monday morning. Um, the Maryland kickoff as well should come out on uh, on this Monday, this coming Monday as well. Um, I think the most kind of. I, I actually went to the game um, this last weekend in Purdue. I think the interesting thing for me, and I know Coach Frost has brought this up, is getting all three facets of the of the team to play well at the same time and you know watching the game the offense wasn't great in the first half and then I think played pretty well in the second half then the defense it seemed like they had quarters and stretches where they were really good and then just have times where they like you said at the end of the game they the special teams you kind of get that lucky bounce where the guy the the returner didn't feel the ball mm-hmm. on the kickoff after we scored to go ahead. And so you pin them way back. I mean, I think their starting field position was inside their own 20. And then, like you said, you have the third-string quarterback in, the walk-on, and he leads the game-winning drive. And Yeah, they um, had poor field position, but they went 87 yards, 93 yeah. yards, 85 yards, 86 yards, whatever. They drove the length of the field after the first five drives where I think it was a combined 34 yards mm-hmm. of offense they had their first five drives, a lot of three and outs and – it just flipped on a dime, and it's it's like when that momentum flips, it's really hard to get it back in the in the right direction for Nebraska. It's just again a sign of a, I guess, kind of a young team and a team in an uh, infancy of an infancy of an era of uh, this coaching staff and everything is you know a year and a half into it, almost two years, so still in the learning process, but uh, it's. I guess frustrating is the word that you keep yeah. coming up with, and that best describes. Yeah, I remember head scratching. I guess would be another one. But, uh, Coach Ursa would always talk about there's that uh, the dirty snowball can get rolling down the yeah. hill, and when what things happen that continue to go, it's it's easier for that to keep rolling down the hill, and then you have to have someone that makes a play or something to stop that. And I think it's just there's going to be a game some point where Nebraska is going to make a play that is going to swing the momentum one way. I mean, for instance, the the pass to Connor by Noah goes over his head in the, what was that, the second quarter, I think? Yeah. Those kind of things happen all the time. Yeah, was it disappointing not to make that play? And he probably goes in for a touchdown, yeah. Um, 
but instead of letting that spiral down, you hopefully one day there's you're going to make that play and you're going to go up, and then maybe that's the thing that doesn't only only turn it for that game, but it turns it's a much bigger thing that turns a lot of other things moving forward. Um, that night, though, um, Nebraska volleyball got a big win, uh, hosted Penn State that night, uh, five set victory over the Nittany Lions. Um, Huskers then. Um, Feeding Northwestern, swept the Wildcats last night. They'll be on the road at Iowa on Saturday. Um, but John John Kick's group seems to be pretty, playing uh, playing pretty well lately. Yeah, you know, Penn State always brings out the best, I think, in Nebraska, especially here at home and especially from the fan base. And it seems like there's extra... A little extra juice. Emphasis, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, a little extra fire in the crowd and when... In the atmosphere when uh, when Penn State comes to the Vandy Center, and that was the the case, I think, again on on Saturday, a classic five set match. It seems like uh, almost every Nebraska Penn State match goes five games nowadays, and uh, Nebraska's I think gotten the better of uh, Penn State's number in the in recent years. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be uh, you know a thick race in the Big Ten uh, up until the very end, and uh, I think that yeah, as you said. John's got to be fairly pleased with how his uh, fairly young team is performing this year and uh, should be an exciting finish. A um, couple other sports got their seasons rolling um, this week as well. Both basketball teams kicked off. Uh, well. <laughs> well. The they season, got going. <laughs> yes, the season started well. Amy Williams' team up, out to yes. 1-0 start. They had, um, but the Fred Hoiberg era probably did not start as, as he had hoped um, Tuesday night. Um, you and I were both at that game, hosted uh, UC Riverside. Team came out playing well, I thought. Um, and then in the second half, couldn't seem to make a shot, and the Highlanders couldn't seem to miss anything. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing we were just talking about with the football team. The, I thought the first 10 to 15 minutes of the game, maybe not quite that long, but it was 19 to 10. I remember at the first media timeout, it was 14 to 7, and the crowd came, you know, kind of gave us – standing ovation and really showed their mm-hmm. appreciation for the style of play you know they're moving the basketball and scoring in transition and, and making shots and shooting over 50 percent and sharing the ball and doing these things and it was like a breath of fresh air and then the snap of the fingers it just went the other direction and then like we said with football the, you know with the dirty snowball effect it was hard to to get it going back in your direction when you when you lose that momentum, it's hard to turn around, especially for a team like that that's not been together. Mm-hmm. We, you know, it's been well documented that there's 14 newcomers and, you know, hodgepodge team together in a matter of a few weeks with a new coaching staff when there's, uh, you know, everybody else already has their recruiting done. So it's it's an interesting collection of players, but there'll be times like those that where that happens, and I know that. You know, Coach, Ho- Coach Hoiberg talked about that in practice, that he said that you could see a lot of positive glimpses, but the one thing that concerned him was when adversity hit, that they didn't, didn't respond very well. And I think we saw that was definitely the case on Saturday. And you, you just hope that it's a, it's a learning device, a learning situation for them, that they can uh, take their, you know, take their lumps, but learn from it and, and move on because again you're never as bad as you look and that's mm-hmm. you know that team's not as bad as they played that night and they know that we know that and you can look at the first 10 minutes of the game and say that you know they're better than what they showed uh, you know in the rest of the game but 
Um, I, I, I do think maybe that scoring may be more of an issue than a lot of people thought with this team. If they're not, uh, if they're not scoring in transition and, and, and you know getting those easy looks like that, uh, I don't know that they have uh, the plethora of three-point shooting or perimeter shooting to really score a lot of points like you would think out of a normal Fred Hoiberg type system. So, you know, that could be a concern. And, and you never want that to reflect uh, and rub off on your defense, too, because that's got to be a staple throughout. That's some, something that you can control is effort on defense. And, uh, and again, how many times have we seen opponent, opposing teams come into PBA and just for whatever reason, yeah, all guys... of a sudden just can't stop missing? Just like mm-hmm. the, this, the most mundane... Mm-hmm inexplicable like how in the world did they get hot like that and yeah. that happened with that team the other day i was gonna think anybody lights, that. lights out in the second half yeah it was it was incredible and that's happened how many times here it's just it's really remarkable when you stop and think about it but uh, uh again like you said it was the i like that erstad comparison the dirty snowball effect and that definitely happened with that game the other night but uh you know they have another chance on saturday that's one good thing about basketball you don't have to sit around all week long or two weeks in, in this case to have a chance to redeem yourself. They play Southern Utah at 1 o'clock at the Pinnacle Bank Arena on, on Saturday with a chance to get back uh, in the win column for the first time. So hopefully they put together a little bit of a better performance for the fans. And uh, Amy Williams' team kicked off their season uh, yesterday afternoon uh, had a noon noon start they had the uh, Nebraska life skills um, gathering before the game a lot of uh, schools commu- uh, elementary middle schools from around the community uh, not only Lincoln but outside of Lincoln were were in town uh, what did it around 2,000 kids is that around yeah that there's a one of my stories this week was about that it's on huskers.com but yeah they had uh, including counselors and teachers and all those sorts of people. There were about 2,000 people that came from 27 schools across Nebraska, all of them outside of Lincoln, and, as you said, elementary to middle-aged schools, so up, upwards to age 14 or somewhere in there. So they had a nice uh, rally at 9.30 in the morning. Uh, different student-athletes and coaches from Nebraska spoke to the uh, the students, the kids, about Oh, they had different messages, uh, anti-bullying, uh, setting goals, teamwork, you know, those sorts of things. And they had some fun, too. They had the the Mr. Simon Says performer that. do, uh, you know, do his thing during the pep rally. And then he did it again at, you know, the halftime entertainment of the game itself. And, again, interacted with the students and the teachers, put them one-on-one against each other on, the, you know, his halftime show. So that was kind of fun. And we had some beatboxing, if you know what that is. And... I didn't. Well, I knew what it was. I didn't know that was the term for it. Mm. But um, D. Wayne, the the DJ that okay. does all the basketball games, taught them uh, how to uh, beatbox, which is I, I, I could probably do it. I, I can't. I, I have a microphone in front of my face. <laughs> I could probably try to do it, but I'm not going to. But. Okay. Uh, but they but uh, they start their season off one and zero, sixty eight forty six, I believe, was the final score. Correct. Um, four players in double figures. So. Um, a lot of the same faces back this year, um, and then mixing in some some new younger talent. Um, yeah, they should be. I think Amy's team is. I think they kind of had a little bit of a dip last season, but I think they're with some of what they have coming back. I think they're primed to be, you know, um, 
one of the more competitive teams in the Big Ten this year. Yeah, they returned their top seven scores and uh, have three incoming freshmen who, unlike last year, won't have to be depended on and thrown into the fire. They can kind of bring them along as needed, and, and each of them will have her different role to help the team off the bench. So, uh, and you can you know, combine that with the, the talent that's returning, and you know I think rebounding and playing defense and those sorts of things are what Amy really wants to see from this team, and. And just more consistency. You know, last year they got off to a rough start, and then it was kind of up and down, up and down. And they, you know, they finished two games under 500. But I know she definitely wants a better start to the season. And they're already going to be having a, a big test this weekend when they play at Missouri. And so that'll be a huge test for them. But then they, you know, come back home. And I think last year they started the season off like two and five or something like that. And they lost their home opener last year. So they're already. Off to a better start this year, and I know that Amy really wants that better start to, you know, kind of increase confidence and momentum and and then consistency. And she's I said that word over and over, but she is looking for more consistency out of her team this year. And I think with a more experienced lineup, that you know she'll get more of that this year. Um, one other kind of individual thing that we'll want to point out from last weekend, uh, Big Ten cross-country championships took place on Sunday, and uh, George Kusha with a, another great – last year he took third here in Lincoln. La- Sunday he uh, finished second in the men's race. Um, I think that's the top finish for a, a male cross-country runner in Nebraska since, like, 1997. So um, pretty special student-athlete over there running cross-country. Um, they'll have regionals coming up next week not this Saturday I think they usually have it'll be the following weekend and then uh, get ready for nationals so um, congrats to him and uh, Dave Harris's group um, they'll have regional championships here coming up um, so let's see what else we got going on and uh, you already said uh, Husker basketball will be at home on Saturday um, one o'clock um, Mark Manning's team gets uh, Nebraska duels tonight at the Devaney Center um, I believe they take on they have some inner squad stuff, but then I also think they're doing some stuff with UNK, and maybe I need to really look that up and see exactly who's all going to be in town. So we've got uh, Nebraska, and then the four-team event. Let's see. So it's the Huskers, and then it also includes – so it's Nebraska duels, Nebraska Kearney, Shattern State, and uh, Hastings College. While be the four-team event starts at uh, 6.30 tonight at the Devaney Center. Um, let's see, uh, Husker Volleyball on the road this weekend. They are at uh, Iowa on Saturday night. Um, i trying to think what else is home this weekend other than men's basketball. I know women's basketball is on the road. They've got a former Big 12 foe they're taking on. They're at Missouri on uh, Sunday at 2 o'clock. Um, wrestling's on the road this weekend. They're in uh, New York for the uh, Journeyman Defense Soap Collegiate Classic. That's an interesting name. <laughs> I don't know if I think that used to be the uh, some kind of um, Northeast duels, but now that must be the uh, sponsorship for it. So um, not much going on in uh, in Lincoln this weekend, other than the men's game on uh, on Saturday. Um, I think the rifle team also at home. They're hosting Army. So um, well, what else? What do you what do you got in the? I know we talked. We had our staff meeting the other day, and you brought up some of the stuff you're working on, but I've already forgotten. So I have too. Okay. I got to go back and look. I have a walk-on Q and A I'm working on. Uh, okay. It'll be a surprise. I'm doing volleyball this week. So. Oh, that—that's what—that's right. So you've done yeah. quite a few of uh, Nebraska. If you go look on Huskers.com, yeah. a lot of uh, Q and As with some football walk-ons. But uh, so who's the who's the volleyball walk-on? 
I knew you were going to ask me that, and I forgot already. <laughs> well, this will make people want to go check it out. Now it's it's like a tease. No, it's Haley. Okay, Haley Densberger. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm, Nebraska. That's correct. Okay. That's where she's from. I always forget Malcolm and Malcolm and Milford. I always forget, and they're not that far apart from each other. So I always get them mixed True. up. Malcolm Clipper. There she is. There was. What's, what's Milford? Eagles. Eagles. Okay. We talked last week. You were going to high school football, and you said you went Johnson Brock last night. Yes, I did. Are you going to go catch any other games Friday? I don't know yet. I haven't decided yet. Probably might take a Friday night off. So, okay. out of, uh, I'm trying to think if there's actually any games in Lincoln. I know there's teams from Lincoln still in the playoffs, but I don't know if any of them are hosting. I don't know It doesn't for look sure like either. you know either from the look on your face. So. <laughs> no, I don't. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll look that up and talk about it another time. But until next week, uh, talk to you later.